welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one, the only, Daddy-O, Mr. Paul Evie. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 179, fast steamrolling our way through uh, the hundreds here. Thanks to everybody who's listened to last week's Mammoth Show. It was a bit of a bumper one as we have four games uh, to cover. This week's a double header as we've got Eastleigh and Sutton to review and we also have a quick roundup uh, of all the things that have been going on around the club in the last uh, few days. Uh, just to make sure uh, you haven't missed anything so um, that could be of interest to you. So I guess without further ado, let's crack on with this week's show. And as always at the top of the show, we start with the Supporters Club. Yeah, so one final away trip to tell you about and this one is the biggie on Monday, the 22nd of April. The Yo's make the journey to Solihull. This one will cost £26 for adults, £23 for concessions, and this leaves the supporters club at half past nine for a 3pm kickoff. The trip will cost you an additional £3 if you aren't a member of the supporters club, and if you're under 15, you can travel for half price, but you must be with an adult. And please remember that this price does not include your match day ticket, so to book for this coach, you can visit the supporters club on a match day or you can call the travel line on 077-22-135-970. And I must commend the sports club for another great season of coaches mm. uh, and activity uh, for the football club. So well done to David Dodd, to Karen, everyone who works there. So Malcolm, well done. who does Malcolm, the, yeah. runs the coaches, absolutely. Later on in Trust Update this week, Arthur Janata visited the Coping Through Football session on Wednesday. He also ran a coaching session and took part in a Q&A with service users. Coping Through Football is our mental health programme that they run, uh, that the Trust run through London Playing Fields Foundation and NELFT. Also, as it's Easter half term, the Trust have been running multi sport sessions as part of the Waltham Forest Council's free holiday programme and have had, uh, sorry, and have had participants volunteering, playing in tournaments and taking part in workshops at the Hackney Marshall Symposium this week. Our Premier League kicks uh, participant came to the uh, EC game on Tuesday where the young people were were pre-match flag bearers. Thank you very much to the club. The young people had a great time and for some it was their first live match experience, which that must be quite mind-blowing as well, especially for that game. Of all games. What a game to get you started, huh? Yeah. The Trust also took participants to the Premier League Kicks Cup at the University of Warwick. Our teams joined over 700 participants from 65 clubs to play in this annual tournament. So more great work from the Trust there, engaging with the local community um, in a fitness and healthy healthy kind of way. Yeah, well done. That's great. As Paul said to you all, so one more week left to push our quest on our road to Manchester. So this is the FBA, which we've been asking you all to vote for the Orient Outlook podcast for over the last month or two. So we are finalist in the category of non-league content creator. So you must know this already, but if you don't, there are three ways to vote for your favourite podcast and please do as many of these as you can. So first of all, you can vote on Twitter by tweeting I'm voting for at Orient Outlook in the FBAs for hashtag best non-league content creator and that will register your vote on Twitter. That's our pinned tweet. So all you need to do is copy that, um, paste it into your tweet and that will count as a vote. Secondly, on Instagram, all you need to do is go onto the Football Blogging Awards Instagram post, find our post for best non-league content creator and then put our Instagram handle which is at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast in the comments and that registers a vote. And last but not least, on the Football Blogging Awards website, which is basically footballbloggingawards.co.uk forward slash vote, 
uh, hyphen now forward slash. All you do is find best non-league content creator category. All the categories are on the homepage. Find that category. Drop down. Find on Outlook podcast. Hit submit. That's done. You don't need to put in your email address, so you won't get spammed or anything like that. And your yeah. votes will be appreciated. One more week of voting. Voting closes at twenty three fifty nine next Sunday. So let's not only make this a double flame moment, let's make this a triple, triple. winning season. Mm. One for the fans. For us. Absolutely, absolutely. So moving on then, uh, just one bit of any other business this week. Play with a legend returns to Brisbane Road on Tuesday the 14th of May with John Mackey, Matt Lockwood and Kevin Lisby all leading out teams. If you'd like to book to go uh, and play, um, you can do. We did it last year, you've done a couple, uh, you've done two or three. I'm they are 100%. great fun. They are great fun. They're very good. Um, uh, the website that you need to go on to, uh, to register is www.playwithalegend.com forward slash Leighton hyphen Orient hyphen 2019 and reserve your play, uh, place and play on the lush turf of Brisbane Road. Best of all, if you type Outlook at the end of the checkout, you'll get 10% off. That is an exclusive offer for our listeners. And to be fair, there aren't that many places left. So you better get in nice and quick and nice and early uh, because it does sell out. So that's to play with John Mackey or Matt Lockwood or Super Kevin Lisby. Um, there's three games so technically I guess you could do 45 on each on each one if you really wanted to if you had the money to if you had the money yeah, to yeah absolutely a great event as Paul said well worth doing and you can live your dreams uh, through playing on Brisbane Road yeah, as long as you don't great. score an own goal yeah well, I would say we don't talk about that anymore absolutely not so let's move on into the eventful the very eventful week that was at Leighton Orient Football Club starting with course on Monday on the 8th of April and the club announced that the upcoming home game versus Eastleigh will be live streamed to international viewers for the bargain price of one pound, so that last week, bargain. what yeah. an absolute bargain to get international viewers yeah. uh, watching. So well done to all involved with that one. Yeah, and then at six o'clock, the Orient CEO Danny Macklin did a Twitter Q and A for about an hour, and there were quite a few fans with feedback on various matters and the ticketing uh, in, uh, for the away games um, of um, Solihull and, uh, and and Sutton in particular were of particular interest to a number of fans all the information you need is on the club's twitter timeline and uh, yeah massive well done to danny who continues to communicate with orient fans across uh, a variety of platforms is easily contactable and communicable with so uh, yeah no fair play to danny yeah absolutely credit where credit's due so moving on into tuesday the 9th of april and time for the main event as Eastleigh visited the home of football Brisbane Road. And before the match, JMD was presented with his award for the March Goal of the Month for his stunning goal away to Heaven and Waterlooville, which was a cra- absolutely cracking goal. So yeah. well done, Jordan, our sponsored player. So pushing the podcast, must be uh, having some luck on Jordan. Had a fantastic month until he got injured. was absolutely on fire. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the main event of the day, though, was the uh, Eastleigh game. And the team that lined up for this game was Dean Brewing goal, Ling Ekpeteta, Corson, Happy and Widdersen with Clay, Lawless and Brophy in the middle and Bon and Karoma up top. Sergeant, J&D, Dayton, Harold and Simpson were on the bench. Yeah, so that meant there were two changes to the starting eleven from the match against Halifax on the previous Saturday. As Sam Ling returned from his injury and Marvin Ekpeteta returned from his suspension, which meant that Jay Simpson dropped to the bench and Charlie Lee dropped out of the squad altogether. And a big well done to Josh Karoma making his 100th appearance for the club. Josh is only young, but he feels like he's been around for a long time. So massive kudos to Josh there. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's an incredible uh, milestone. Um, for me, I was surprised that Sam Ling was back in uh, and that Charlie Lee missed out altogether. Uh, obviously, tactical. Um, also, would have liked to have seen Harold starts. I think he's earned the right to start. You know, he's, he's in good form. Yeah. But I think, like you said uh, last week, that he's an impactful sub. He's the kind of guy that comes off the bench, drags you up the pitch a bit more, holds the ball up, wins headers in the air. And is in the right place at the right time to grab that last minute Different goal, option. And, and, and yeah, so that's I can understand why he wasn't. Yeah, football's not fair all the time, and 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 I guess you just use people as you need to use them to win a game of football, and that's what in the end Justin did. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I yeah. thought that was a very good national league starting eleven, and lots of different options on the bench. Mm. So. You were there, I was on holiday, yeah. um, so I was following it, but you were there, so we'll leave most of these to you. So yeah. easily got the game underway at a cold and busy Brisbane Road as the O's were looking for a win to regain top spot in the National League. And in the fourth minute, Eastley very nearly went ahead as a bullet header from ex-Opel McCallum was cleared brilliantly by James Brophy. Right place, line. right time. Not the tallest guy on the pitch, uh, James Brophy, so he did really well. Yeah. Typically when you see these headers come in and uh, and and they're dealt with by the defender online, usually the defender heads it up into the roof of the net, i.e. gives the goal, basically. Yeah. But Brophy did really well to ping it straight back out. Like a, As quick as it went in, it came out. Good and strong header. It was a very good, and it was good presence by him to stay there. Uh, McCallum did well uh, there as well, uh, which was unfortunate for us. But you know, great to have uh, Brophy on the on the line doing what he needed to do there. Yeah, but unfortunately, McCallum wasn't to be denied for too much longer. No, as poor defending from that the was a warning O's. shot. Well, that was a warning shot. You would have thought one. we would have learned. Cross into the box. McCallum gets there. Basically replicated a minute later, but this yeah. time Eastley t- take the lead as the ball comes in from the right hand side. McCallum <coughs> beats Epiteta in the air. And his header loops past Dean Brill to give the visitors an early lead. And he owes up against yeah, it. Yeah, worst the start. Fifth minute. Worst start, really. You don't want to be giving away a goal that early. Eastley, to be fair, bang in form. You know, Andy Hessenthaler left them. Um, and Ben Shrevens, who's taken over, who was his assistant, he's carried on and actually improved them. Yeah. So, you know, they're bang in form. McCallum's now second top scorer in the league. Uh, for a reason, you know, he's he's on he's in very strong form and he's in good form for a reason. And I thought it was really classy of him not to celebrate. Yeah, um, he was kind of sort. Of, I'm showing you, but yeah. no, no one else can see. But it's kind Downplay. of sort of like, yeah, with his hands, he's sort of pushing down, like, like calm down. Let's not. Which he he had every right to do. Um, you know, Absolutely. he doesn't play for us anymore. Hasn't played for us for two or three years now. So he had every right to, but very classy from him. Yeah, good goal from him. Thought it was a bit yeah. poor defending, really. He yeah, kind of McCallum kind of attacked it more than Epiteta did, which I'm able to say about Epiteta. Uh, yeah, too often, and it just looked like he wanted it more. Brill maybe might have been able to do better with that potentially yeah, you could argue that but a terrible start for the O's but it didn't Fast take forward. long to level the scores yeah. so it's just five minutes later yeah Sam Ling uh, one of his long throws from the right uh, was headed towards the back post by Macaulay Bond and Josh Caroma managed to prod that home much to our relief to be fair <laughs> I can imagine and you're sitting here thinking game on now and this could be one hell of a game yeah, there's been two goals in ten minutes Eastley had that chance in the fourth minute and you're thinking, God, this could be one hell of a back and forth. A bit like Fylde where they came to play football rather than came to defend. Yeah, and be difficult and awkward and horrible. Uh, they came to play football. So yeah. that's that's a, that's really impressive about Eastley. I've got to say, a really good assist for Macca. Done really well. Yeah. Josh read the situation very well. So yeah. made his run very cleverly. Yeah. And a good finish following up from his great goal against Halifax the previous week. So great to see that from 
from Josh. Yeah, and in the 18th minute, I just made a note that Josh Caroma had been dangerous so far in this half, and he'd made the Eastley defence very uncomfortable. He, he was giving the ball out on the left, and he was running at their defenders, and they didn't like it. You could see yeah. that they just didn't. Scares defenders, doesn't he? He does, and it's worth noting that since scoring, we've looked far the better side. So since the 10th minute, up till that point, we looked on top. Yeah. We'd got our goal, right, okay, that's our platform, let's build and move on. But typically though, mm. in the twenty second minute, Eastley really took the lead. Just doing it the Orient way. Same story this time. A cross comes in from Eastley's left. Yeah, a lot of room for their left winger who put the ball in. Cross comes in, McCallum beats Dan Happy to the ball and the ball flies into the bottom corner and it's two one for Eastley. It's two for McCallum and we're two one behind in a game quite simply that we have to win. Yeah. A carbon copy of the first goal in terms of delivery and target man. Uh, really poor from us. Um, I, I, I re- remember that um, Coulson, Expeteta and Happy all took turns trying to mark him out, McCallum. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and it just didn't work because he beat him. Yeah. I think it was Happy and Expeteta he'd beaten. Yeah, I thought he'd done well to, with his second goal to beat Happy, use his experience just to get ahead of him. Just get ahead of him, yeah. Surely, you know, we would have scouted easily, so we would know their game plan, which is essentially get the ball wide, get it into the box for McCallum. It's disappointing to see uh, that he's got two trademark PMC goals, if you would like. And again, we're up against it, despite playing all right and being in control of the game at one Exactly. Like you said, so nothing much more of note happened until the 39th minutes. Alex Lawless had to be replaced by James Dayton due to picking up a head injury. So we yeah. wish Alex well and hope he doesn't feel too bad. Yeah, fast forward then to the 45th minute. It's good work down the right. Saw Macaulay Bond beat the offside trap. He drills the ball across goal to Josh Caroma, but an easy defender just cleared the ball. And shortly after that, the half-time whistle went and we're going in 2-1 down. But certainly not out. There's a lot of promise with us. It's not, you know, the one thing to note is when we have gone behind, heads haven't dropped. Yeah. It's right, okay, we've got that's kind of like the foundation to build to actually say, okay, we need to get into this game now. So what was the feeling in the South Stand at half-time? Bit of frustration that we'd conceded two, by our standards, poor goals. Yeah. But not beyond comeback. Um, the the crowd, we the atmosphere was actually pretty good. Um, yeah, decent to cool. be fair. Yeah, so, very enjoyable atmosphere actually. I good. Thought. I'm sure we'll come on to that full time yeah. as well. So lots of tweets coming into the Orient Outlook podcast towers at half time. One from John W nine 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 who said, "Frankly, if we don't win this, uh, don't turn this around in the second half. We don't deserve to win the league. Have to have the resilience to dig in and win." if you're behind to win a title. So. I think it's also worth pointing out that Eastley had three chances and scored two goals. Yeah. The way and the other one didn't was broken. off the line. So clinical, right. very clinical up front, which Efficient. is what I guess. A Efficient good and ruthless. Absolutely. At this level gives you. Yeah. And so that's, that's what you need. So the attendance, <clears throat> excuse me, for a Tuesday night was 5,203 with just 159 Incredible. making the journey up from, from Eastley. And I'd say kudos to that 159. Um, but 5,000 fans on, fans on a Tuesday night. Especially when lots are on holiday as well during Easter who couldn't go, for example, yeah, that's and true. other people. So great attendance there. Great and then attendance. conversely, I guess those that weren't going away were able to go because they didn't have to get up for school the next yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that helps as well. Peaks and troughs. Yes, yeah. no changes at half-time for the O's and the second half is underway and probably not an overreaction to say that this is half is the most important 45 minutes of the season. A lot riding on this 45 minutes. Let's see if the O's could turn it turn it around. Then. Yeah, so just seven minutes into the second half, Eastley nearly extended their lead as Sam Ling left his man who crossed into the box. 
but we thankfully dealt with that and cleared the danger. Um, and I thought Sam wasn't particularly good that night. I thought that there were times where he was caught out of position. He doubled up for their second goal. He doubled up with, I can't remember who, and it, he'd left his man that eventually crossed for McCallum to score yeah. their second goal. He'd slipped, he's his misplaced his foot in a few times. He was ball watching a couple of times, out of position a couple of times. I just didn't think that he'd settled into the game. I don't know whether the management or he sees it that way. Frankly, they couldn't care less what I think. I'm not being paid to be their manager, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. But at the end of the day, I, I just thought, and I, I quite a few in the South Stand as well were voicing their frustration okay. at, at Sam as well. So I know it's not just me that saw it that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's see if Sam can redeem himself then. But in the 56th minute, it is two always or an equaliser and a fantastic goal uh, for the O's. Dean Brill released the ball early to Craig Clay who rounds up the pitch, finds Brophy who keeps running, lays off the ball superbly to the left-hand side of the pitch to Joe Willison who pits in a low cross to the box. The ball's controlled by McCauley Bond and then Bond turns, smashes a shot into the bottom corner to break his goal-scoring duck from open play. Typical McCauley finish and it's game on and it's two or something that I did like and I've noticed is that when we equalise, I'm come on to it again a bit later in the podcast, is they're not celebrating as much. They're just getting the ball back into the centre circle because they know a point isn't the best result. And I really like that. But we've seen Bond do it a couple of times this season. Get the ball, trap it, turn, shoot, bang, goal. Yeah, Great to see Decent Bond. goal. Yeah, amazing turnaround. It's really lifted the fans who are actually getting frustrated and getting yeah. voicing that frustration as well. There's a lot of sloppy play in that half so far. I know it's only 11 minutes in, but... You kind of set the set your stall out. You come out all guns blazing, really, because you've got to get three points. Really, this is our game in hand. We we'd not done very well with our other game in hand against Bromley. So if we'd have done all right at Bromley and got three points yeah, there, this wouldn't have it, it mattered. But there wasn't so much riding on it. Yeah. So to um, yeah to all this point, and you're thinking this isn't bad. Let's see if we can get. Get another one. And yep. the scores went level for long. It was just four minutes later. Yeah, goal for Orient. Brisbane Road went absolutely I bet it did, mental. Yeah. It rocked. It really did. We turned around uh, to leave 3-2. And what a team goal that was, actually. Neat build-up play. You see Sam Ling pass into Dayton, who back-passed it to Sam, into Sam's path uh, and he's running into uh, as he's running into the box. Sam put in a cross, across the face of goal. Superb cross, actually. Yeah. Sam... All credit to him. I know I've just so given me giving me his juice there. Yeah, he's he was fundamental to that second to that third yeah, of course, goal. Yeah. Absolutely fundamental. Him and Dates, just that presence of mind and that awareness. He puts across the ball across the face of goal. It evades at least two easily defenders, and James Brophy was there to tap it in to make it three two with thirty minutes to play. And I think for me, that was just noise levels went up. The the stress and the tension of will we, won't we, yeah. just suddenly just dissipated. Um, and you could just see the confidence in the team to be playing that football. I mean, Dayton had his back to goal, but back heeled it into Sam's path as he was making his run into the box. Sam puts it beautifully across goal, misses the easy defenders, and Brophy's just there just to, just to nod it, just to tap it in. Great team goal. Superb goal. Great team goal. Very, very <clears throat> reminiscent uh, for me of the Cox goal versus Gillingham. Good shout. Five years ago, it's Good just the shout. passing, the movement, composed finish, total football. That's it. If you like, could be goal of the season that one. I mean, there's so many contenders for goal of the season, but that I don't definitely think that could be one. It. I don't think that's a very, very smart goal. You're probably it's right. It's a good goal, but I don't. I think there's better. Yeah, you're probably right on that one. Four better. So three, two, <coughs> Orient leading, South Stand rocking. 
Let's see if we could hold on in the zone. In the 69th minute, we won two successive corners and McCauley Bond took his time to get the ball to the corner, much to the frustration yeah. of the Eastleigh players. So now it's us doing this horrible lower league tactic time-wasting stuff. You know, Bond was telling the ball boy behind the goal at the south like, don't rush, it's cool, just, yeah. just slow it down. And then he'd hold on to the ball and take his time throwing it to the other side of the corner where the corner was yeah. he was on the right side it needed to go to the left and the EC players were shouting at him like come on hurry up get it over or other various Game things management. that we can't say on the podcast <laughs> um, yeah absolutely um, three minutes later though a counter attack saw a cross find Michael Green at the edge of the box for Eastleigh uh, but his shot went just wide yeah good chance that yeah good chance that difficult take though but that one went wide like you said in the 79th minute the ginger Messi Matt Harold comes on for Sam Ling 85th minute on uh, then EC3 kicks headed just wide by Paul McCallum who was on track for a hat trick yeah so now 90 minutes and it really is squeaky bum time as 4 minutes of additional time are given and in the 92nd minute Josh Caroma wins a foul and from that free kick we keep the ball in the corner to run the clock down and 2 minutes later Josh is booked for descent following a foul against him a bit of a common theme starting to come from the last couple of podcasts and it's going to come up again when we talk oh, about Sutton <laughs> he's, he's got, and we've said it before. He's got to, he's got to rein that in. Don't get me wrong. He was being targeted and he was being tackled. I'd like to hope that the EC players weren't Hard. doing it intentionally yeah. to hurt him, to take him out of the game. But he wasn't getting any protection from the referee or his assistant, and in particular, that assistant was incredibly poor. His flag was going up minutes late. Okay. For, for offsides he wasn't waving for fouls that were fouls he was waving for fouls that weren't fouls offsides that weren't offside also it was just it's just unbelievably poor but Josh has got to learn to control yeah, that I'm sure and, and just get on with it I'm sure someone needs to tell him I'm sure put, put their arm around him and yeah. say to him like just you're not going to change the game by doing that except negatively absolutely absolutely I'm sure Justin and Ross probably already addressing that and shortly after that incident the referee eventually brings the game to an end as Brisbane Road erupts, as the OC the game out a bit easily, 3-2 and reclaim top spot in the National League with just four games remaining in one of the games of the season. I have to say that's about right, that was one of the games of the season. 1-0 oh, yeah, down, 2-1 yeah. down, 3-2 up. That's, yeah, that's, football, yeah right? exactly. Justin Edinburgh, after the game, said he thought the win was thoroughly deserved again. And I thought, barring the two disappointing goals, I thought we were excellent throughout the game. We picked up where we left off on Saturday and took that into tonight against difficult opponents and a difficult marksman who caused problems when the ball went into the box. A good three points, and we go back to the top of the league. Yeah, we sure did. So that massive win means that the O's regained top spot in the National League as all the teams have now finally played all the same amount of games. So now we've played 42, won 23, drawn 12, Lost seven, giving us 81 points and a goal difference of plus 35, meaning we leapfrog Salford and go two points ahead of them as they drop to second. And we are now three points ahead of Solihull in third place with just four games to play. As those Orient Outlet pants are going to need to be on the production line as we are. So, your views on a fantastic night of football at Brisbane What a roller coaster of emotions that game brought out. Absolutely delighted that we won that. Showed great character to come from behind more than once uh, and to take all three yeah. points at the end of it. Could sit here now and criticise the performance of one or two players um, additionally, but I won't because the most important thing is that we won. Yeah. Right now, right. it doesn't matter about, and I'll say this again after the Sutton because I said the Sutton, I'm repeating myself, but it doesn't matter now 
at the end of the day, it's not about playing total football. It's about getting three yeah. points. And however we do that, we do that. And I guess except for Ross and Justin and Danny and the management team, um, our performance is largely irrelevant. Yeah. So just just their before their views of it will be because I spoke to Ross after the game and he said that you know obviously they still need to have a performance and have uh, a tactic yeah. and, a, and, a, and a game plan for things. Um, but uh, when all else fails, you just got to throw caution to the wind and just 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 go for it at times. That said, I would be interested in knowing why we weren't playing four four two as I think we look more solid. Uh, playing a four four two formation, I think Brophy deservedly awarded man of the match. Yeah. He looked one of his best games for us that I've seen in quite a while. Credit to Eastley, they look like a decent side. Deserved to be fighting to secure a playoff spot, and also credit to Paul McCallum who didn't celebrate his goals and was happy to chat to fans after the game in the Legends Lounge, the old gallery bar. I can't remember okay, what it's yeah. called. Um, so yeah, kudos to him. I think someone said to him about coming back, and I think he said he'd love to. Oh really? One day, yeah. Well, see what happens. See what happens. to be a league, play, league club, you never know. Yep, so my views, I was following this in Bogner, yeah. Butlins. Sounds like I missed one of the games of the season. Mm. Like Sorry to touched say upon. you did, yeah. Mate, it's all good. Superb win, <laughs> and a win that you know is a win of champions, like you said, coming down not once but twice. Winning the game and seeing it out. Um, that's all you can ask, really, in a pressure game like that. I've got to say, I thought our goals that we conceded were very sloppy, and McCallum, just, just bread and butter yeah. uh, for McCallum. Um, have to give props to Brophy from the highlights I've seen. I've only seen the short highlights. You know, he clears one off the line. He's involved in the equaliser. He scores the winner. Uh, and I'm chuffed that Macca scores an open play. And the third goal was an absolutely worldy for me. And at 2-1 down, this team could have collapsed. But they didn't. Instead, they take the three points. And now we're in the driving seat with four games to go. And it's still in our hands. And that's all you can ask for. And that's all that we wanted that's exactly right. Absolutely. That's exactly right. It is all in our destiny. We yeah. control it now. We're not reliant on results elsewhere. Yeah. Um, lots of people after the game were talking about the different permutations of again of what we'd need. Largely relevant. If we just take care Absolutely. of what we need to do, doesn't matter what anybody else does because we've got two points and a slightly better goal difference. Yeah. So um, all in all, it's on us. I would agree. So yeah. after the match, a few tweets from players and staff at the O's as James Allaby tweeted get in the massive three points for the boys tonight Dream Team FC club sponsor said yes a massive three points for the O's back to the top of the National League we go hashtag LOFC hashtag injust we trust and Matt Porter tweeted and just said and breathe a great effort on and off the pitch tonight not good for the heart rate and my voice is gone but bring on the next four games and obviously we had a huge amount of feedback after this match from, from all of you guys so thank you very much to everybody that uh, tweeted their views or posted their views to our social media accounts and again we do try and read out as many as we can but just because we read them it doesn't mean that we agree with them and first up this week is Dodger 445 who said done the bloody hard way and given us all a heart attack in the process but dig dug deep there that is the must win in my eyes job done onto Sutton yeah nice one XFXTTSX this is why I love this team stayed motivated and gave 100% throughout the whole match despite a strong effort by Eastley the promotion is truly for them immensely proud tonight at Essex Biz said oh boys I'm buzzing so so happy I love our club so much no one should criticise the squad they give everything every single day and as I've said before they never give up on to the next one I like this one Orient Electric says that was massive not enjoyable but massive true <laughs> summed good. up very well there in one sentence Magic underscore John said thought the Dayton sub made all the difference made players want the ball pushed us forward and back to looking like an attacking team yeah I read that Dayton's impact was very good at carrying the ball forward Different he does that's what he does say. and like Harold keeps us up there 
Yeah. He wins the ball, holds it, and gives their defence a hard time. He keeps us that end of the pitch rather than the ball pinging straight back to our defence. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting when you look at it tactically like that. Absolutely. So well done there today. It's at Sadie May 407. It says needed to show some bottle and that second half delivered just that. We have what it takes to win this league. Chris underscore Convy said, brilliant. First half, we weren't winning any of the midfield battles, but in the second, we got in their faces and played positively. A huge psychological boost, just as it looked like we'd lost belief. Come on, Orient, let's do this. Great tweet there. Chris Kane underscore 1992, the famous Chris Kane who sits behind us, just grabbing a win from the jaws of defeat. Inspired second half performance, need to tighten up defensively on Saturday. Leaking no noise said, now that is resilience. It just wasn't clicking anywhere on the pitch at some point and we gave away two soft goals. But the team kept plugging away and got the result we all wanted. Cracking team goals and good spirit to take uh, to take to Sutton, which definitely won't be an easy game. Yeah, Jagsy, 1979, says, We made it difficult, and don't we always, but we never gave up. I'm now going to get home near midnight, but it was so worth it. What a night, what a statement, what a club. Oh, and there's a small detail that we are top of the league. So lots and lots of positive tweets of people believing now that this actually can happen on the back of that performance. Yeah. Absolutely. Big ads, LOFC said, first half we were poor, but wow, that second half was great. We were solid at the back, composed on the ball, dangerous going forward. And to all those who have criticised Bond, he worked his socks off tonight and deserved the goal. On to, on to the next massive game. Yeah, like I said, Chuffer Bond, just yeah. got an open play and a good finish there from McCauley. Paolo, 1986, has showed some bottle there. Need to stay behind this team. Ling, Key to two of our three goals tonight, yet he gets plenty of stick. Need to stay positive. So, Dan- Paolo sticking up there for Mr. Yeah, Ball. absolutely. Daniel underscore D44 said the players showed so much bottle to win that. The exact opposite of what I was saying to, uh, saying of them at half-time. Brophy was superb yet again. A bit worrying how our defence were poor at defending crosses, as it's not like them praying that the loss to Bromley doesn't cost us. Ed Jones, 1976, says those guys showed real guts in the second half and you could feel the relief around the ground at the final whistle. Massive, massive win. We can do this. Just goes to show, if we'd have won Bromley and won our next game... You can't. Football isn't like that. No. but we, Not like that. We pretty much have the, the title sewn up for Solihull. But Salford would be saying the same had they beat Dover at home Correct. and beat these teams where they had a terrible run at Christmas Braintree. time. Braintree. They'd be gone. They'd be they'd gone as well. Lost to Braintree yeah, at home as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. They'd have been long gone. Uh, Ed Jones, 1976, uh, we've just done. Alan Reeves, too, said, Wow, I think the result has masked people's opinions of the performance. Be honest, or it were rubbish until the second equaliser. And could easily have lost. Ling was a liability defensively, but played a part, a great part in the winner. Character 10 out of 10, though. Take four more of those. So, yeah, I mean, as I've said, um, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with that. For me, he didn't have a great game uh, defensively, but... For two of the goals, he was he Pivotal. was involved in. Yeah. So um, it kind of weighs itself out. Redeems himself ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. At trousers techno says when we move forward with pace, we look dangerous every time. Got to stop the slow starts. As defensively, we were at sixes and sevens for the first quarter of the match. Same as Halifax, gifting two goal leads cannot be continued if we want to be top. Rayleigh Dave said, great win and great goal by Bond, which hopefully fires him up for the running. We need McEnough and Turley back to give the team strength, structure and experience. We can still do this. Yeah, nice tweet there. John Crab Free says, a special mention to Dean Brewer, who at 2-1 down claims across and released Clay first time to set us on our way to an immense comeback. Great 
tweet there from Brill, who can easily go under the radar, but if it's not for his quick thinking to release Clay, it's the first time then he's that done second that goal doesn't happen. Very long time. He yeah. doesn't do that enough. There are times where we could be well away, but we're not because he's looking around who to pass it to and generally just faffing about with it when yeah. he could have released players early. So the fact that he did it that time should encourage him to do it more often. King Laurie 7 said, The amount of time we play with no striker in the channel, the width of the goal is madness. But a win is a win. Atmosphere in the stadium was uh, four seasons in a day. Nervy, electric, furious and ecstatic, which is true. This is why people love football. Great tweet there. To finish off then on Eastley. Final word goes to Matty L.O.C. Evans, who says a champion-worthy performance, a champion-worthy comeback. Absolutely superb. That was a make-or-break game, and we have made it only a few more cup finals left. So thanks to everyone there who tweeted us at Orient Outlook. Those were all tweets that came into Orient Outlook podcast towers. It goes a bit mental after every match. Yeah, I have to leave my phone on silent because otherwise it drives my wife mad. So, <laughs> Prediction League update. So, thanks to everybody who sent in uh, tweets and opinions to us. Sorry if we didn't get to read yours out, but I'm, as we say it most weeks, we could probably do a whole podcast just on the tweets we received, but we won't. Uh, Prediction League update then. Some amazing predictions for this yeah. match, and well done to Paul Wee underscore UK, who predicted 3-2 and a scorer, so gets four points. I mean, that's just impressive in its own right. But kudos to Gary hammond Perk, who predicted 3-2 and two of the scorers, Again, if you've got the lottery numbers, Gary or Paul, then let me know. But Spenno 011, we need to have a chat. You predicted 3-2 and all three scores, so it gets a maximum of six I points. Did. And that is just well done, absolute Spenno. wow. Yeah, do you know what? To get three scores and the, and the score right, I mean, take a bow. Absolutely. We'll do the full prediction league table update, uh, well, top of the table update later on Yeah. after Sutton. Absolutely. So moving on into Wednesday, the 10th of April, and the club's golf day took place at Abridge Golf Club. And we hope... All who took part had a great time. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Thursday the 11th of April, the club announced a new website partner in Purpose Media who will build us a new website that will launch in early July. We look forward to seeing what the new website will look like. Uh, One thing that I did pick up from that announcement was that Ozone subscriptions will be ending at the end of May. Subscriptions apparently will be ending automatically, so supporters with a subscription will not need to do anything. So I think we, uh, and Elliot said to us a couple of times that it wants to bring it in-house and have more control over it. So it'd be quite interesting and exciting to see what what, yeah. what that's going to look like and what plans they've got for future social media engagements. Yeah. Because you know, what Elliot and Courtney do with the videos and, and all that sort of stuff is is wicked. First class, isn't it? Yeah, and the O show and that is, is really good. First class. So Mooney, Friday the 12th of April, and it was a quiet day at the club, and the only news was the club announcing that again, the upcoming vital away game to Sutton would be able to be live streamed to international viewers again for the bargain price of only one pound to well and again to everyone who makes that achievable. Yeah. Uh, Saturday the thirteenth of April then, so yesterday as we record today, many happy returns uh, of the day. Uh, caught this quite late to Dave Corson, Josh's dad, uh, friend of the show, uh, who is almost always in the away ends cheering on. Uh, the mighty O. So I hope you had a great. Well, you did have a good day with three points. That was a perfect present, as you as you said to me. Also, happy birthday to Wrecker Blue App as well. Yeah, happy you, birthday, Paul. Yep, many happy returns to you both. And Paul sent us a video of some WWE superstar trying to say "Come on, you O's" just before we started recording, which was quite funny. Is that what that was? The yeah. Great Carly. Yeah, I don't know who that is. 
is this uh, massive seven foot Indian guy. Yeah, he's trying basically to say. Basically, talks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but as if he'd just had dentist surgery on his mouth. And he'd... Well, if you want to see him saying, come on, you owes, the video is up on our Twitter site. If the great Carly means anything to anyone. Yeah, how'd you get that? Fair play, I haven't seen that. So, youth team result in, so mm. the under 18s were in action, suffered a 3 2 loss at home to Gillingham. So, Lawrence Hammond and captain Bradley McLenahan scored for the O's in one of the most impressive performances of the team this year. Lawrence volleyed home after Brian Ifiani pulled back Ifiani, to the edge of yeah. the area and Brad flicked a header across goal into the bottom corner after Jeremy Sivy picked him out. But fortunately, despite being 2-1 up until the 89th minute, we managed to lose the game 3-2. So unlucky there to the young O's and Forest Green Rovers are up next and we'll be bringing you those details on next week's podcast. Yeah, main event of the day was Sutton away in the National League. And before... Uh, the match we ran a Twitter poll actually it was on the Thursday of that we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought we'd get on and after 219 votes in just eight, well in 24 hours the results are as follows 50% thought we'd win 33% thought we'd draw and a cynical 17% yeah. thought we would we would lose that so thank you to everybody for your votes yeah and at 2pm the side was announced with Dean Brill in gold at the back Sam Ling Marvin Ekpateta Josh Coulson Dan Happy and Joe Woodison Midfield of Dal Gorman, Craig Clay, James Brophy, and up top, Josh Caroma and McCauley Bond. And on the subs bench, Sam Sargent, Charlie Lee, James Dayton, Matt Harold, and Jay Simpson. Yeah, Justin made one change to the starting lineup. Dal Gorman came in for Alex Lawless, who misses out following the head injury he sustained on Tuesday night. Yep, there's no place in the matchday squad for JMD. Instead, Charlie Lee was named on the bench and Joby McEnough still hasn't recovered from his groin injury, so Josh Corson named captain. But we'll say that Turley, JMD and Joby were warming up on the pitch uh, pre-match, which can only be a good sign. So hopefully they'll be fit for the last three games of the season. And for me, I saw that team. I like it. Good, strong team. That back five now writes itself pretty much, yeah. I would say, for Justin. Yeah. And then you can alternate in the midfield three. And it looks like Karoma and Bond now are going to be the chosen two. And you leave Howard and Simpson on the bench for effect going forward. That's what I'd expect, but on any injuries in the last three games of the season. At Graham underscore Butler 85 said, Gorman tends to play well on plastic pitches, technically good. Other than that, the team picks itself really after Tuesday night. A solid start is crucial, especially after Salford's win. Yeah, Salford were on BT Sport at lunchtime and they beat Maidenhead 3-0, so it was really on us to to win today absolutely um, ex-Orient youth team player Harry Butiman uh, in the squad for Sutton yeah so here we go and following the Salford result as you said earlier in the day all the pressure was on Orient to get a result to get them back to the top of the table Sutton got the game underway on their 4G AstroTurf pitch that used to look very narrow yeah well someone mentioned that to me um, that it, a couple of people have mentioned that that it looked like it was it was it was a narrow pitch whether they'd done that intentionally whether that's just they've got it narrow because they go long don't know but a couple of people had said that to me okay so the match was only five minutes old and we spoke about it against Eastleigh but Josh Karema was at it again as he got booked for descent in only the fifth minute sorry I've lost my place now uh, oh yeah okay um, and again we said it earlier um, he's got to stop this it's like the fifth minute again and he's, he's, he's being booked this early in the game he's got to understand the officials in this league in fact, mostly he's actually quite shocking at times. He won't always get the decisions that he deserves. So, really, he's got to do better. Yeah, so really Sutton has. had the first effort on goal in the ninth minute as Jonah Ayunga sliced wide from 20 yards. And with a quarter of an hour gone, Justin was forced to make the first change of the match as Sam Ling was unable to carry on and was replaced by James Dayton. 
at right back and just two minutes later, a Dayton corner falls to Macabon, who just strikes over the bar. Josh Garoma glanced ahead at inches wide with 22 minutes on the clock, but it's not all us as Marvin Ekpeteta had to be in the right place at the right time to stop Eastman's goal-bound effort as he cleared the ball off the line. Well done there to Marvin Ekpeteta. Yeah. So fast forward now to the 38th minute. Josh Karoma tried to curl a shot into the top corner, but their keeper was equal to it and tipped it wide. I thought that was a really good effort actually from Josh. Good quick feet, difficult angle, but it struck it really well. Mm. Ball was going in the top corner. Their keeper saved there. I thought a decent effort there from Josh. Yeah, five minutes of additional time were played out. Both sides went in even at half-time as it stood nil-nil. Yeah, so nil-nil attendance announced at 3,339 with 1,337 travelling O's fans making the journey to Sutton. So again, some superb travelling numbers. So well done to those 1,337 who were Mm. able to make the match. And the second half kicked off with no subs for the O's, but worth pointing out that Sutton changed their keepers and this probably proved quite pivotal later yeah. in the podcast and just three minutes into the second half McCauley Bond decided the liner wasn't long for this world collided with him and the liner had to be replaced as he was too injured to carry on comical comical Crazy. in the 52nd minute Sutton took the lead though as Jonah Ayunga sliced his way through our midfield and defence as he ran at goal shot from just outside the box made it 1-0 to Sutton as those fans all over the world feared the worst. I, and I saw that tweet come up and I thought, oh God, here we go again. Salford had won earlier in the day and I was thinking, oh, that's good. Sutton are a bit of a bogey side, like normally yeah. for, for me. Um, in a game we have to win you, because Salford had won earlier. Yeah, you don't be going to go down. You don't want to be going minute. to go down. I thought that was a poor goal to concede again. Poor, I think yeah. he... Uh, a younger got behind the midfield a bit too easily, and then once he gets behind the midfield, he's not closed down quick enough by the defenders. Correct. It's time and space to shoot again. Could Bill be doing better? Possibly, but we yeah. are a goal down or to play for. And just shy of the hour mark, we make our second substitution of the game. As this time, at Harold, the ginger Messi comes on for Dal Gorman. So obviously, we weren't there yesterday, but it sounds like Dal. We've not mentioned Dal at all in the hour that we've spoken about the match. I'm not sure if Dal hasn't taken his chance or he wasn't involved much or if he wasn't doing what he's supposed to be doing. It's probably more of a fact that we just needed to get out of the pitch and start oh, the pitch more yeah. um, tactically. Uh, to the delight of those fans everywhere, we equalised in the 64th minute as Matt Harold was fouled and Josh Caroma's beautifully fro- floated free kick was headed into the net by Dan Happy, who beat their keeper very comfortably to the ball uh, and levelled the scores. And I yeah. thought that was a great free kick. I thought it was a great header, great composure by Dan to, to keep his eye on the ball and, and, and head it. He still had a lot to do because he was... I don't know, what, eight, ten yards out? And he did really well. Their keeper at fault for that. Yeah, I would say so. Keeper should have done better for me, but, you know, decent ball in there. And I love the fact, again, like I mentioned with Bottom, with his equaliser against Eastland on Tuesday, just grabbed the ball, happy done exactly the same, scores the goal, they get the ball back in the centre circle, no celebrations. No, they just want to win the game. And they're knowing a point, although not the worst result, isn't really good enough or yeah. comfortable enough. So, one all game on. Yeah. So we take the momentum... And fair to say we were on top for the next few minutes. But in the 71st minute disaster, as James Dayton is injured, turned out to be a dislocated ankle, we believe. Uh, and whilst being treated in frustration, threw his shin pads down into the pitch. But unfortunately, it was in the referee's direction. And the referee thought he'd thrown it at him and he pulled out a red card and sent him off. Um, Dayton in one of the, uh, sends off Dayton in one of the most bizarre things you'll probably ever see on a football pitch. Yeah. On the National League's highlights. Um yeah, quite quite strange. Just shows you how poor the officials are. We discussed this before we started recording whether this is a right or wrong thing. If you're going to give the guy 
the option to make a decision, he's likely going to make the right decision. Yeah. So don't put him in a position to make that decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely understand the frustration of James Dayton, but he's given the ref a choice to make and just don't give him that choice. You know, The ref isn't going to take into account the fact that Dayton is out of contract in the summer. He's not going to take into account the fact that Dayton's going to miss the FA Trophy final or you know, this is his livelihood. He's just going to go, right, that's a shin pad in my direction or what he perceives to be in his direction. And the red card comes out. So a huge uh, fury up on social media when that happened. We had then forced to make our third and final substitution of the game. Josh Gromer made way for Charlie Lee in the 75th minute. Yes, he absolutely did. Um... Dean Brill was then tested by Eastman in the 78th minute. But nothing he couldn't handle as he held the ball well. So the ball came out to Eastman, who tried to curl it around Brill straight into his arms. So pretty yeah. straightforward there. Yeah, he did well to save that. And following a quiet 10 minutes, fast forward to the 89th minute, and we're awarded a penalty. It's a Sutton keeper warmer. This is probably one of the more bizarre goals that you'll probably ever see. This game's already been bizarre anyway. Yes. For Bond taking out a linesman, um, for Dayton's red card, but now it's, it's going to get even more bizarre. Yeah. So back pass to their keeper. He's now doing keepy-uppies with this ball, uh, with possibly the intention of smashing it away uh, once he's got it sort of high enough. But Bond nips in, nicks it off him, and to try and win the ball back, their keeper fouls Bond and concedes a penalty in the 89th minute. And I'm just trying to get my head around what their keeper was actually trying to think he was trying to do. So the ref had no hesitation, credit to him for this, he had no hesitation um, at all in awarding the penalty. Madness from their keeper. Yeah. Should just put his laces through it. Decides to try and do kick-ups. Bond beats him to the ball. Uh, brings Bond down and we get a penalty. But also, why is that not a red card? Yeah. Surely that's a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Yeah, so up exactly. step McCauley Bond with the pressure exactly. of the world on his shoulders. And I've got to say, a very calm call and collective penalty uh, from uh, that man McCauley Bond smashed it into the bottom left-hand corner of the pitch to send the away end into absolute scenes and complete a remarkable comeback for the second time in a week with just 10 men on the pitch. Amazing. Like, great penalty. The celebrations were amazing. James, Josh Coulson gets handed a baby. He doesn't know whose baby it is. Yeah. He's he looking to give it back. There's loads of videos that were tweeted to us off the penalty. There's one from uh, Essex Biz where the guy next to him literally cannot watch the penalty. He's got his head in his hands, can't watch it. And we've heard quite a lot of reports of people not being able to watch the penalty just in, in real time in the ground. And it's just very untypically late in Orient to go and rescue a result from the jaws of defeat in a big, big, big pressure game uh, like this to give us a very late, very, very late and deserved lead. So seven minutes of time added and played out as the referee blows the full-time whistle as the O's claim a dramatic late win to take a hugely valuable three points to return to the top of the league. And it's what Justin Edinburgh had to say to Elliot Byrne after the match. I think take another day or two to take it all in, to be honest, Elf. I think um, yeah, it was a, a bizarre, bizarre game. You know, a lot of incredible incidents. Um, but, you know, when we needed someone with nerves are still... Um, McCauley produced that and give us the winning goal. Um, probably not our best performance, but I think you know at this stage of the season, it's all about a result, and, and we got three valuable points today. And it's a, something that, a, a character, a trait that we talk about an awful lot. But it's the character of the squad. The last three go, uh, games have shown that in its full glory, haven't they? 
Well, we've spoke about that in the dressing room, really, because we're probably not come and impose ourselves in the game as we would have expected after Tuesday night's game. The, the finish to Halifax, uh, we just didn't quite bring that momentum in. Um, credit Sun, they made it very difficult, you know. And I think what we're seeing is no one's, you know, rolling over. And uh, but when we needed the character, um, that drive, that that to the end, which we've got in abundance, it, it comes to the fore today. And when you go uh, a goal behind, what is the important? What? How is it? When you go a goal behind, what's the important thing for the team to do in order to respond effectively? Try and remain calm, you know, get get back quickly in the game, find a, an inspiration, something. And, you know, it was a really good ball in for Chroma and, and, a, and a brave header from Dan Happy. You know, I, I've said to him before today's game, I think he should be getting more. And, then, and he certainly got us back in the game. And I think they give us the emphasis and, and, and we got off the front foot and, and you know we've we've got a bizarre penalty in the end and you know what we'll take anything we can get coming into this stage of the season Matt Harold came on he made another good impact in there yeah he did him and Charlie Lee I thought you know just certainly give us the you know the the, the momentum but Matty certainly kept the ball up there he really caused them problems brought other people into play and uh, again he's been he's been a real impact from the bench and uh, the red card to James Dayton following what looked like a nasty injury um, was potentially damaging as it killed uh, momentum, but the boys responded well from that. Yeah, that's something. Oh, I, I need to look at I didn't see... I, I see the incident. I think we knew straight away that Dates um, had a serious injury. And, and I don't... You know, I'm not criticising the ref for not blowing up. But he, he allowed us to play on. That, that was fine. But I think he's got to understand the boy... He's got a serious injuries, thrown his boot on the floor in frustration, not of anything else. Um, and, I, and I can't see why he's going to be dismissed. Um, quite bizarre, but we'll have to have a look at that. So that was the thoughts of Justin Edinburgh after the match talking to Elliot Burns. So that meant yeah. that win keeps us top of the league as we have now played 43, 124, drawn 12, lost 7, 84 points and a goal difference of 36. So elsewhere at the top of the National League, Salford beat Maidenhead 3-0 in the lunchtime BT Sport kickoff as the O's now lead the National League by two points. Solihull won 3-2 at home to Hamilton Waterlooville to attain third spot. And Wrexham, who can't catch us now, are fourth as they won 2-1 away at Barnet. So that means at a minimum we'll finish third, which means we'll be at home in a playoff if we don't end up winning the league or not. But let's not even talk about that yet. Let's get the views of the bearded legend. Yes, we're not doing this the easy way at all, are we? Um, and although the performance might not be pretty... It really doesn't matter at this point in the season. Getting three points is all that matters and I'm delighted for the players and management that in two very hard games we've stuck to our guns, showed total commitment and professionalism and got six points from two very, very tough games. This would be a very different podcast, very different podcast if we were talking about Absolutely. two different results to that. It's an obvious concern that our injuries have played a massive part in our season and I know that Ross, Danny and Justin review this all the time and I hope James Dayton and Sam Ling aren't out for long and we wish them a very speedy recovery. So short and sweet uh, for me uh, this week. Yeah, very unlike you. Uh, yeah. For me, what a game and another one that will live long in the memory of our supporters everywhere if they were there. Sounds like we deserve to win it based on chances uh, and how vital was Macca's penalty. That could be the difference uh, between auto and playoffs and credit to Macca for having huge cojones to step up and take that penalty. And at 1-0, I must confess, I did fear the worst, but this team always shows spirit and togetherness and coming back after falling a goal behind. You've got to feel sorry for James Dayton. His season's over. He probably doesn't play at Wembley. 
and he's out of contract in the summer, so I completely understand his frustrations, but the ref will always put out a red, I think, in those circumstances. Huge kudos to all the travelling fans who were awarded for this one with an amazing experience. So two big wins in a week, 270 minutes left of football, three wins will mean we'll be back in the Football League. So if we do that, we haven't got to worry about anyone else, but I think knowing Orient, there'll be more drama to come. No so doubt about of it. tweets from players and staff no after yeah. the game. Matt Porter tweeted again, saying life's never dull without the O's, is it? If ever a win was worth its weight in gold, that was it today. Three more to go. And somebody tweeted a video of a penalty, but, but caught him, his yeah. reaction. And Danny Macklin. What a great reaction from Porter. Never well seen played. that before. Well played, Matt ever Porter, the pro. new legend. Ever the pro. Big underscore master. What a shift from the boys. Dug deep to get all three points. Dave Travis tweeted, said that was a bit tense, but well, up the O's. Charlie Edinburgh said... the. Uh, this group of boys, well done. Don't ever give up. Referee was a disgrace. His awful decision spurred the boys on. Buzzing for Dad and the boys. Three massive games to go. Superb following as always. Come on, you O's. And as we've been recording, James Dayton has tweeted. He's tweeted um, a picture of his notes saying, not tweeted in ages, but I feel like I need to address this. And he said, firstly, I love these lads buzzing for them to go on and get three points. I would never do anything to put that in jeopardy. I've come back from a long-term injury, felt I was playing well, and was in a lot of pain. I've just been told I dislocated my ankle and subsequently threw my boot in frustration. In no way was it intended to be aimed at the ref. It wouldn't have bounced three to four times if it was. Thank you for all your well wishes and support on Saturday. Please carry this on for the next three games and come on you owe. So a nice touch there for Dayton. And like I said, it can't be pleasant for Dayton to be in the situation he's at the moment. And yeah, we said they'd thrown a shin pad. Actually, it was a boot. So uh, just to stand corrected on that one. So those were our views and views of those at the club. Your views. uh, Our demander said, is swearing at the TV in any way can influence a game of football? I won this for it. Great tweet at Katie Howie Photo. Says, disgrace of a ref ignoring Dayton on the floor whilst in pain dates and having to get his attention by throwing his shin guard. Then the ref giving him a red card when he's being carried off on a stretcher. Come on, lads. Let's get out of this poo league. Yeah, El Coado said nothing, and I mean nothing, went our way today. 1-0 down, two players got re-injured and Dayton getting sent off while being stretchered off. A heartless decision considering the boot wasn't even thrown in malice. Yet we still won. Even my cynical heart is starting to believe a tiny bit. At Nick Almighty, 79. There's three more heart attacks to go. And we aren't making this easy, are we? Can we do it? Yes, we can. Um, Steve Forecast tweeted us and said, Nothing comes easy. Don't understand why the Dayton incident wasn't a foul, but we controlled that pretty much from the start to finish and didn't panic. Best team won by a mile and we showed the spirit that will pull us back into the league. Good tweet there. Yeah. I like that one at Wadsey. It's unbelievable. Looked like we'd lost it. It's been said before, but I've never seen such an inept performance from a ref. Dayton throws his shin pad near the ref in frustration and gets the red, yet the Sutton player who fouled him gets nothing. Hopefully, a season-changing result. Dax Dudar said, We've been behind our last three games and have managed to get seven out of nine points. Shows the character of the team and is uh, signified today from getting the winner um, with ten men. Undeserved red card. Three more finals in the league and three more heart attacks to go. Yeah, Emmy Baker, 2001. This is three points and we got them cheating Sutton. Utter dislike for them. Enjoyed celebrating our winner right in front of them. My beautiful Orient. Orient Fan TV said, Absolute massive result to be down to 10 men and still win the game. Shows these players will never give up. Bond with nerves of steel to dispatch the penalty. 
win our last two home games and a point away to Solihull should be enough, hopefully with Salford having to play AFC Fylde. Yeah, good point. Yeah, Salford's running is quite tough mm. as well. It's not, it's not a given that they're going to take nine a, from nine, is it? There isn't an easy one here. And not, you know, with that in mind, we've got Sol- Solihull uh, and Salford have got Fylde. So you know, technically... Nine points aren't available for everybody. It's going to be tough. They're it all, that way. going to be tough. I guess yeah. we come on to our fixtures a bit later on at Leighton Orient. So I thought we'd never have as good a penalty taker as Lockie, but Bon is proving me wrong. How crucial could that spot kick be at the end of the season? Up underscore the underscore O's said an utterly bizarre game. The first 30 minutes we got sucked into their hoof and foul kind of football. Managed to play a bit from 30 to 45 minutes, but only one shot on target. Second half more open. It's a cliche, but the team showed character in overcoming the ref and Sutton's nonsense. Yeah, nice tweet that. Ian Manet, Renee Johnson. Craig Clay was outstanding from the first minute to the last today. What a player. i got to say, Craig Clay, again, we mentioned him most weeks now. What a turnaround that player has had. This season. Yeah. Compared to the Craig Clare last season. season. It yeah, totally different. Immense. Totally different. Leon Oresti said, an absolute roller coaster of a game, but we showed our true class and spirit today. The stuff champions are made of. Craig Clay again for me, immense. Best midfielder we've had for years. Wow. Quite a bold statement, that. Yeah, LOFC Chaz says, if any Orient fan suggests anyone other than Clay for man of the match, then I will be amazed. He was superb. So hard working and sums up everything the club is about. Doing his own work, plus the work of Brophy. And Gormless too. Ooh. Outstanding. Bit harsh on Gorman, potentially. Yeah. Bearing in mind he's not played for a bit, he's not going to be Matt Sharp, is he? Gold Howard said, the substitution was inspirational and certainly changed the game in our favour. Oh, Harold. Yes, he was great, but I was talking about the Sutton United keeper with emoji of covering his eyes and the laughing faces. Hashtag keepy uppy not. I'd love to get him on the podcast. See what, what that he's keeper doing. See what he's thinking Absolutely. Buy him yeah. a beer or two. And the final word in... <laughs> On Sutton goes to O's fan basing. He says, honestly, one of my best days ever. The ref was ridiculous, but what bottle we showed. Clay and the defence were immense. Loved their sub goalie, keepy uppies when two forwards were bearing down. There is justice, brilliant scenes, a brilliant crowd, and just brilliant. So, quite a good, nice tweet there to end, to end on. Lots on, yeah. of big words, bottle, character, winning, spirit. So, Lots of you now really believe in the O's can do it. So if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that have been read out, let us know what you think by tweeting us at Orient Outlook or you can email us at orientoutlook at outlook.com. Also on Instagram at orient underscore outlook underscore podcast and on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast. Yeah, so prediction league update then. There's a lot of people a lot that got of people. a lot of these results right. So well done to Leighton Orient FC underscore at D double underscore feds, Alan McClaw one, Brad one, Malloy, Wadsey, Clifford Hart 10, ALB 5399, Tino Le Surf, uh, Liam NUFC 1998, LOFC 08, PM 31970, Michael Head Act, well done Michael, um, Sean underscore Rivet. Michael Head winning his first three points of the season. Yeah, well done. Uh, at the Authentic Gaz, who all correctly predicted 2-1, so you will get three points. So yeah, we go on to the ones who are a bit more savvy with their predictions. Well done to at Jaladar, at Tasu underscore Mance, who overtakes uh, CM Oriente. She does by points. Well done. At Jason Spurs, <laughs> at David Rose 88, <laughs> at Gorillas 1985, at Essex underscore O, at East 1975, at Nice Shot Steve, at Orient Fan TV, at James R.F. Young, at Wingsman, at Pills the Doman, at Frankie A.K. Hurst, and at PDR1112, who predicted 2-1, and a scorer. So all get four points. But... But huge, huge, huge well done to Leon Aresti, the only one 
to get maximum points, as you correctly predicted, 2-1 to Orient with Happy and Bond scoring. So he takes I mean, five points. So this week, absolutely. two incredible predictions. So that means yeah. the top of the prediction league table Looking is different led now. by Leon Oreste, who moves up to first by 36 points. Only one point ahead of Pils de Doman, who also got the result right yesterday, but only got one goal scorer. So Pils de Doman and Leon Oreste looking Stay like they're going to fight it out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 28 points in joint third place. Barry Twin, Ian Manemone, John and Matty LFC Evans. And thanks for all your predictions. And we can just see him coming up now, actually. There's a lot of support for James Dayton coming up from players. Yeah, so I've seen Karoma has just tweeted about Dayton. Alibi's just tweeted about Dayton. So you can see the spirits there amongst all the players. So lovely to see coming through live or in our podcast towers as we speak. Yeah, so just around the hour mark now. So let's uh, round uh, this bad boy up. So Sunday the 14th of April, Craig Clay was named in the non-league papers team of the day following his performance against Sutton. So well done, Craig. Yeah, well done there. And the ladies were in action against Actonians and the match finished free all with goals from Daniel Griffiths, who scored from the penalty spot, Valeria, and of course, the one and only Sophie Lamarchand, who scores most weeks. Well done, ladies. Yeah. Free all draw away to Actonians. Decent result there. Decent, yeah. Fantasy well Football League then. Um, it's Tolu Sangawawa tops the Orient Outlook Podcast Fantasy Football League with 2,033 points. James Petrell's in second with 1,984 points. Steve, you are doing well in 19th, and I'm up to 47th out of 195 players. I'm still reeling from misusing my wild card. Um, but obviously points from today's games are yet to be added, so those are not the final standings. That will change overnight because uh, the Premier League are really slow at updating. They are, they sure are, but as it stands, it doesn't like Mr Levy. will be podding in his pants, which mm. probably excites me a little bit more than what it should do. So dream <laughs> team update. So Julian Ellington <laughs> has now taken top spot on 2,094 points, with Ivan Rockenbach slipping to second on 2,079 points. I'm 14th in this one, so not doing too bad. On 1903 points, Paul is in 29th place on 1790 points out of 112 players. So we're both not doing too bad on that one. So moving on now, it's all right. Yeah, to positives and negatives of the week. Yeah, positives still top of the league by two points with three games left to play. Yeah, if you would have offered that, all in our hands, if you would offer that start of the season, three games left, of course, we all would have bitten your hand off. Yeah, out of doubt, 100%. Out of doubt, comebacks against Eastley and Sutton are points to be positive about, and Bond scoring from open play. Yeah, all positives. Massive, massive positives. They're all really good negatives, though. Uh, we do have three. So we've got the goals conceded against Eastleigh. So again, that's probably some wide well areas. We throw into that. Could probably, yeah, absolutely. First negative. Second one, going behind in the last three games, giving ourselves mountains to yeah. climb. And we're just lucky that our forwards and midfield and the team have been able to do that and yeah. not and not lost the games. And thirdly, injuries. To be fair, you know we've done so well this season to be where we are. When you consider that we've had some big, big injuries this season, yeah. some key players are missing vital points. So, obviously, this week we've seen Ling and Dayton get injured against Sutton. Lawless has got injured against Eastleigh. You've got Joby McEnough, who's an influential captain, who still hasn't recovered from his injury. You've got Jamie Turley, who was JMD. flying when he got injured. JMD, yeah. who I think is almost there, but probably not quite. So you've got to think if you had a fully fit squad. So I mean that, that eleven that you could pick from. I mean, you know, you're looking at some of these players not being able, able to get even on the bench. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. But, but I also think that with Ling, that's a reoccurrence. Whereas Dayton's was a fresh injury, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so hero of the week this week, uh, we had a bit of a discussion about this, but we think it's fair and appropriate and right and just to give it to our leading striker. Yeah, so we're giving it this week to Macaulay Bond on the basis of two goals in a week. Scores a great goal from open play, where he's been criticised for not scoring from open play. 
and like we said, steps up, one minute left to score a penalty. It could be the difference between automatic and non-automatic. So well done to Maka, who makes the hero of the week. So moving on in yeah. to next week's fixtures. Two tough fixtures coming up in the next eight days, which will have a huge impact on the season. So firstly, we entertain Harrogate Town on Friday, the 19th of April at Brisbane Road. So Harrogate... They've had a fantastic season, yeah, uh, to be fair. Well. I didn't see them, them coming at all. They're in the playoff spots. They're six in the league. Although they did suffer a 1-0 home defeat against Boreham Wood on Saturday. So maybe losing a bit of four, maybe resting players, thinking that they've already done the playoff maybe. spot. But they've done fantastically well. Boreham Wood desperately would have needed that. Absolutely. Well. So if you see us at this game, come say hello. Give us an oi oi. Yeah, please, by all means, do that. Then on Monday, the 23rd of April, in our last away fixture of the campaign, we travelled to Solihull Moors, who are in third place in the National League after another last gasp victory, this time beating Haven't a Waterloo 3-2 at home. They do a lot of that, getting last gasp. They're very good at playing to the final whistle. They really are. If you're going to this one, why not give us a tweet, at Orient Outlook, uh, or tag us in an Instagram post, Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. Uh, so if you're going to that game during the game or after the match, uh, tweet us, contact us, however you choose to do. So there are two home games and one away game. Left. That could be a very pivotal fixture, Stollyhall, because if it will, say be. for example, if we both win our matches on Good Friday, yeah. they'll know if they beat us, they'll be level on points with us going into the last game of the season because they're only three points behind. So that is going to be a fixture and a half in that one. Yeah, all to play so, for. It's all out there. It's all on the line. It absolutely is. That is Absolutely it for this week. Uh, just over the hour mark, with two games um, and a lot to cover, has um, been has uh, been quite compact. So thanks for joining us for episode one seven nine. In a week where we've had two really tough fixtures, we've gone behind in both, but dug deep and come away with two vital victories that keep us top of the national league as we go into the last three season defining games, two of which come up in quick succession over Eastern, there's no doubt about it, this is a really tense time for us as fans and no doubt for the players and management, so all we can do to play our part is be as supportive as possible for 90 minutes, and remember, it is the three points that matter, not how we get them at this particular point in time. Yeah, so episode 180 will follow in the evening of Bank Holiday Monday, which will be after the Solihull match, in time for your journey to work, school, uh, Oh, wherever you have to be. Where, where we have to be on Tuesday, and as always, it will be packed with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we mentioned this last week, but if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe to the podcast, give the podcast a review, give it five stars if you'd be so inclined to. If you're listening on SoundCloud, tune in and Stitcher, add us to your favourites, and that way you have all the podcasts available as soon as they are uploaded. We are now also on Spotify, so give us a follow on Spotify, and you can also find us on Amazon Echoes and Google. What's the dots? Devices of sorts. We are available on any platform that you like to listen to your podcasts on. And don't forget, if you have an older relative or loved one who you think will like the podcast or a casual Orient fan who's coming down to Wembley, pass on the pod to these people. Grab their phone, go into their home, shout at their Alexas, shout out to their Google Echoes. Get them to listen to the podcast. Get them ready for Wembley and get them ready for the end of the season with your favourite podcast out there. Absolutely. And to join them, uh, there is a nice mug still available. (laughs) We've still got a handful left. 
Uh, they are just £5 each. We can deliver them at home games, uh, or likewise we can post them, uh, £3 uh, for each mug. Uh, we can do that for you very, very quickly. It's just the last few. Once they are gone, they are gone. So thanks to everybody that's bought. Um, good presents, good Easter presents as well. If you're looking for that a little bit, something special, something a bit different, um, they are available message us we can send them out and sort that out for you so thank you for listening yeah that's all done so we look forward to hearing from you and as always there's only three games left keep very very calm have a great week have a great Easter have a great Passover everyone and listen very good point to the Orient Outlook podcast happy Passover (laughs) happy Passover